This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome into Bartholomew Town's continuing coverage of the impact of COVID-19 here in Rhode Island. I'm Bill Bartholomew. On this episode, how is COVID-19 impacting those with disabilities here in the state? A conversation with Tina Gannett Pedersen, founder, CEO, and president of RAMP. All right. So it actually, we're, uh, this is new technology for me this week. So it's been... I'm loving it. <laughs> Hey, it's going to change the way we do business, you know, and, and in some ways, you know, there's obviously a lot missing from an in-person interview, right. but nice. This is interesting too. They're, they're both, but, you know, for somebody like me, this is accessible. So Bingo. I can get in every place. I can get into my own home. <laughs> that is really fascinating. Maybe let's just start right there with how, <laughs> because it's not all a downside. Maybe, maybe we're starting to see the world through a more um, equitable means in a sense. We're kind of having the, the playing field leveled here as we all appear through Zoom and Facebook Live and whatnot. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, this is something that you're all getting a taste of what the disability community goes through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We can't go to restaurants. We can't go to weddings or funerals, and we can't participate in a lot of things just for the fact that we can't get in. So you're all kind of getting a feel of what we deal with on a daily basis. Wow. That is... That's probably the most powerful statement that uh, I've heard in this entire experience so far, you know, and you think about the complaints and, and, you know, we think of the, all right, well, this person's not making the sacrifice and you say, well, it's, it's unlike the world war two generation, or it's unlike world war one or whatever other uh, American or historic sacrifice, but not necessarily through the lens of fellow contemporaries who are restricted. So well, I mean, this too shall pass and we will get to the other side of this and we'll do it together. But the difference is, is you guys will all be able to continue on with your lives and get into places where this is the norm to us, unfortunately. And this is what we want to change. And we want to spend our money at your places and support you. We just want to get in. All right. So let's talk about then day one, so to speak, after this passes. And we, I know there's not going to be, it's not going to be a day. There's going to be a spike in the, the it, I get it, but if we're at a point where the hysteria, justifiable hysteria has passed and restaurants are reopening, theaters are reopening, business is back to normal. If we're going to start from scratch anyway, what are the key things that need to be considered to accommodate the entire community, including those with various disabilities? Inclusion for everybody. Um, Accessibility isn't all that expensive where it's not possible I have touched many businesses where I've made their businesses affordably accessible. Are they fully ADA compliant? No. But are they accessible where I can at least get in and there's a start? Yes. Because, I mean, bottom line is, if I go out, I'm bringing friends, I'm bringing family. I, you know what I mean? I'm promoting your place. I'm letting more people know about it. Who doesn't want more money at the end of the day? Right. We're basically fighting to give you our money. Wow. What, a, what an interesting perspective. What else in this moment right now um, in terms of the rebuild, and then we'll get into some of the specific challenges that, that the, your community is facing now in, this, in light of the crisis, but in terms of the rebuild, and again, since we're going to start from scratch, there are all different types of things that we're not going to start from scratch, but ostensibly we're going to start to rethink society at a certain level. Um, right. You know, what, do you, what would you like to see broadly here that, that affects everyone? Basically, Basically, it's, it's very, very simple. I want everybody to open their mind and look at things from a new perspective. I mean, I've only been in a wheelchair for six years now. 
when I was a walker, I didn't realize all these barriers were there. Nobody is inaccessible maliciously or purposely. It's because they don't know and they don't wheel around and they don't see it from another person's perspective. So all we want you to do is change your perspective, see it from another level and open your mind to change. I mean, we can't change things more than we've changed it right now. Um, So open your mind and let more business in. That's the bottom line. How about within the public sector, by and large, obviously there's a lot of ADA requirements that are just that requirements, but accessibility on in terms of government, in terms of public transportation, whatever other aspects. It's not, of- it's not there. The ADA has been around 30 years this year. Um, 30 years is the signing of the ADA. It's the anniversary this year. And the problem is, is nobody's holding anybody accountable. When we're still opening businesses in this day and age um, that are nowhere near ADA compliant at all, is a travesty to people like us. All of this new technology and transportation and buses that we have in this city, they're not accessible. So they leave out a whole community. We are the biggest, longest minority in this entire country. And we come in every race, creed, color, and um, monetary statue. We just want to get in. We just want to be a part. We're fighting to blend. We're fighting to blend in and spend our money and be like everybody else. That's all we want. I hope that we can, you know, as a, let's even just boil it down to as a state here, really focus in on this issue when we're starting over again. You know, well, that's Ram's goal. So (laughs) let's talk about some of the challenges that are maybe being left out of the conversation um, with the restrictions that have taken place as a result of this crisis. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problem where we're, we're um, uh, a, a community that's left out because most of us have compromised immune systems. Most of us have some kind of underlying physical disability, whether it's lung or heart or, or whatever. And then we have the physical disability. The problem is, is home delivery is great. When you've got somebody in a wheelchair, How are we supposed to get all of our groceries from our front porch to our kitchen table when we live alone? You know what I mean? How, I mean, there's a lot of us who live on our own. PCAs are not allowed to get into people's homes right now. So there is a lot of people who are missing out on daily care and daily therapy and washing, showering and basic needs because of this, they can't get in or their organizations are not allowing them to interact. There's such a disconnect. There are so many who can't get to the food banks, can't go to pick up food, can't go shopping for themselves. You know what I mean? And getting it delivered is another problem. You know what I mean? So I think we're missing a whole disconnect that we can work on. What's your message to Governor Raimondo right now? She's clearly driving this ship, at least from a, from a public relations standpoint and from affecting policy, you know. What's your message to her in this at this stage in the game? Well, I've actually been working with a lot of the state officials and being the liaison between the disability community. And I mean, nobody has been in this position before. Does she make mistakes? Yes. But do I think overall she's doing a great job? Absolutely. Um, for not knowing anything of how to do it, she's opened her mind to taking in ideas and trying to work in the ideas with somebody. You know, we've hooked up, my organization hooked up with 
uh, the Rhode Island Foundation and 211. We've also worked, hooked up with some food banks and she's allowing us to have our say and, and figure it out. Are we ever going to be perfect? Hopefully we'll get there. But there's a lot of pieces that are missing that people just don't think about. Where can people go online to find more information? Is there any, I guess, literature, as they'd say, you know, digital literature right now for people to look at some of the, not only the specific issues that you reference, but people, organizations such as RAMP that are working to correct those? Um, you can come to my organization. You can call 211. When 211 gets a problem that they don't know how to figure out, they reach out to me. Um, so we can kind of like work. I have many people in my community that I'm accessing because I'm from the physical disability, but there's, you know, the developmental and there's other, um, disabilities that I don't know all the ins and outs of. So I'm reaching out to others. And like I said, it's not perfect, but we're working together and we're going to make it happen. And my bottom line is to everybody, if everybody checks on the person that lives to the right of them and lives to the left of them, everybody is taken care of. Everybody is problem is solved because everybody has somebody somewhere to the right of them and somewhere to the left of them. If we just checked on our two neighbors on either side at a distance and help them out, everybody would be taken care of. You have the wisest like bites of anyone that's any voice I've heard in this matter, you know, elected official or otherwise, that is, that is such an accurate description. I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? I don't know. Some, somebody knocked me the other day for, not even knocked me, but suggested that, you know, compassion could open you up to, you know, the vulnerability of being uh, sucked into other people's deviance. You know what I mean? I guess that, that there's this underlying, someone, someone was sort of suggesting that there is more bad than good in this world, I guess, in that sense. What's your, what's your advice to anyone out there who's feeling discouraged right now? I mean, there's good and bad in everything. There's good and bad in everyone. We all have our bad days. We all have our good days. We all have our breaking points. But if we're all looking deep inside us and being truly to our human self and being compassionate and being open and thinking the best of everybody, are you going to get burned once in a while? Probably. But be logical and just help somebody. Because like I said, nobody is doing things maliciously or purposely for the most part. Most people, especially now in this time, they're scared. They're nervous. They don't know what to do. So reach out, lend a hand and ask. Just open up and ask. Couldn't agree more with that. Um, anything else that uh, you want to add to the audience right now or, or add to this conversation? Well, tomorrow, I don't know if you know, but tomorrow is 401 Gives. It is the nonprofit's day of Rhode Island giving. It's a working with 211. They have opened up a day of giving to all of the nonprofits who are working tirelessly, um, spending all of their time, energy, and resources helping the community right now. But we're at slim picking, especially when we work at a capacity of generosity to do what we do. Um, so tomorrow on 401 Gives Day, give five, ten dollars if you can. That's your way of helping. Give to an organization who's donating food or helping the disabled or helping the homeless. 
I mean, I'm out a couple of times a week serving food to with the main organization to the homeless on the streets or, you know, making phone calls. Right now I have the flu myself, so I'm quarantined myself because, but I can still make phone calls and I can still check on people and I can still make sure that the chain of events is happening and giving people the resources and helping. You can always do something. My favorite tagline, and it's more viable because of I sit in a wheelchair, don't just sit there, make a difference. Actually do something. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Ooh. Would you ever run for political office? Would you ever run for governor? <laughs> a lot of people have asked me that. <laughs> I don't think Why? that running for office would be for me, but mm -hmm. I could definitely work with anybody. There's nobody I have met that I don't actually truly like. And I'm an open person that I can deal with different opinions because I'm an adult. Right. Um, but I always end up finding a way to open their mind to something new. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I hope you feel a lot better. And I hope we can we do this again, like in a week or two or something like that. Keep checking. Oh, in. absolutely. Call yeah. me anytime. And like I said, if anybody has any questions, reach out to ramp. Um, I will get in touch. If I don't have the answer myself, I will get in touch with somebody who may have the answer for you and don't sit and wallow. Don't sit and not ask. You won't know. The worst somebody can say to you is no, or I can't do that, but that we're, we're Rhode Island. Everybody knows the guy. Everybody knows somebody. So reach out and ask, and we will make it happen. Let's work together. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure having me. And like I said, call me anytime. Will do. Thank you. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast.